0: Hello, welcome to the Emerald Skies podcast. I'm Jess Seely, and we're here to talk all things holistic health, wellbeing, and spirituality. On my healing journey, I've discovered incredible modalities and practices that have enhanced my life in ways that I really can't put into words. The thing is, they're outside of the mainstream, and that causes apprehension when I share them with others. So this show exists to break down those barriers, because I want you to experience more magic in your life. I have incredible guests who are here to share with us the wisdom from their niche field and help you feel emboldened to try new things on your own path. Take what works, leave what doesn't, keep an open mind, and I hope you find something new calling for you. Hello, welcome to the very first episode of the show. Today, I have a wonderful conversation with Aiden Rami lined up for you. So Aiden's a wonderful friend of mine based in Melbourne, Australia. She is a sound healer and also a bit of a crystal guru. So she runs her business called Rhythm Infused out of Melbourne, but don't worry because she also does online sessions. So even if you're not based locally, you're gonna be able to work with her. And as you know, the intention is to break down the barriers. So today we talk about um, what is sound healing, how Aiden came to find it, and then what to expect from a session. We talk about the word ceremony because I know a lot of people have heard that word recently, like cacao ceremonies or ceremony in the spiritual world, and it can be like, what the hell are they talking about? So we just break that down and explain how Aiden incorporates ceremony into her daily life. Um, we talk about what stops people from booking their first healing, sound healing session based on the feedback that Aiden gets. And then also, yeah, what, what happens, what to expect, what you will experience when you're in your first class. We also talk about how Aiden prepares for her classes, including how she might incorporate the current astrological events that are occurring and use those energies to infuse it into the way that she plays. And then for those of you who like to get really geeky, we talk about how the Gongs have a particular frequency and they, in some cases are matched to the planetary frequencies of say Neptune, Mars, different planets. So It'll blow your mind. Um, we also go on to talk about crystals, what they are, how you can use them, how to get the best out of them. If you're anything like me, I used to think, how can this, how can this rock do anything for me? So, I mean, I know they're pretty, but yeah. So we we'll go deep into that, and then also, Aiden's a former corporate girl, so we're gonna chat about like her journey of aligning her life and career what That looked like for her, what leaps of faith she took, and just the process because we know that that's not for everyone, but everyone can follow their heart in small ways to enhance the quality of their life. So, on a personal note, Aidan and I met 18 months ago, although it feels like I've known her forever. Um, we've definitely lived past lives together, and we both attended a healing retreat on the Sunshine Coast. So, I picked her up in I picked her up in my car from Brisbane Airport and yeah just like immediately you know when you meet someone and you're like oh it's so comfortable so we drove up and of course we happened to be rooming together in this cute little cavern it was like on acreage none of the other attendees were kind of near us so we'd wake up with the windows open in the Queensland summer and the sound of the birds and then there's like a creek nearby and it was amazing and um, that was the start of a beautiful friendship. (laughs) So I've been lucky enough to travel some more with Aidan and of course experience her gifts and her genius by being a part of a number of her sound healings and I can absolutely say that you just drop into deep relaxation so quickly. And she just has such a reverence for the work that she does. Um, often often she incorporates cacao, which we don't really dive into too much in this session because we'll be explaining cacao in a few more episodes' time. But, um, yeah, she has such a deep reverence for all of the gifts of Mother Earth that she does work with. So... As I said, take what works, leave what, do- leave what doesn't, keep an open mind, and I hope that you find something new calling for you. Just trust your intuition. Hello, Aidan, and welcome to the show. I am so delighted to have you on and to share your wisdom with the world, or
1: probably more
0: relevantly, the listeners. Um, thanks for joining me this morning.
1: Thank you for having me, Jess. I'm so excited to be on this call with you and chat about whatever comes through.
0: Yeah, so true with us. We've got like one intention, but we'll see, right? Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, if I get into the questions, I would love for you to start by sharing a little bit about your life now, where you live, um, what your day-to-day looks
1: like, you know, what projects are you working on? Thank you, Jess. So I'm currently in Melbourne and how my life looks at the moment is a bit random due to COVID. Um, so ruins? I <laughs> yeah, so I will like chat a bit about what currently is going on, which of course is very different to how my sound work. Looked previously. Um, so due to COVID, I haven't been able to do in-person um healings and sound meditations for quite some time now. It's been months, feels like lifetimes. Yeah. So that means that in more recent times I have been doing uh, more virtual offerings. Um, but prior to Uh, all the restrictions and things, I did predominantly focus on in-person and that is where, like, my love lies as well. I really loved to be able to get together with people face-to-face. So now that restrictions are easing, I'm in the process of finding new venues to hold... Uh, sound meditations and cacao ceremonies in person again. Um, so that's that's what's currently going on for me. But yeah, I do a mixture of sound meditation sessions which will just purely be sound meditation for just under an hour and then I also do combined ceremonies too where it will be with cacao as well and that will usually um, what I had been doing was around new moons doing new moon intention ceremonies so um, that's like a longer longest ceremony where people are committing like a couple hours Um, and I absolutely love doing that work Um, but I do want to start to offer more just straight up sound meditation so it's more accessible to people and like you mentioned in the intro for people that maybe don't know much about sound meditation or are new to these types of Um, wellness modalities, uh, it's easier for someone if they just start off with something that all they need to do is go lay down and receive the sounds for an hour as opposed to feeling like they're committing to a full-blown ceremony where they, you know, potentially could be intimidated by that. So being able to offer a mixture
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think that um, it's a really good point because whilst you do just need to lay down and relax, um, if you're at the start of your healing journey or you've never meditated or you're learning to let your mind relax, um, it can be really hard even to lie still for an hour. So it's a really good point. Yeah. I I know for me, (laughs) the first time I was trying to learn to meditate I was like 16 seconds. I'm done. Like literally it was so hard. So can you tell the listeners or tell us how you first learned about sound healing as, as a, as a medicine?
1: Mm -hmm. So how I discovered sound was through a meditation studio that I was attending and just a little bit of background because I feel like a lot of people are in this position from conversations that I have yes please I was one of those people that thought I couldn't meditate Uh, and I had that misconception where if I can't switch off if my mind just can't be completely free of any thoughts I thought that I couldn't meditate so I used to you know attempt at home sometimes and was one of those people that was just like oh no this must not be for me and then a meditation studio had opened up close to where i lived and worked and they predominantly did guided meditations and i enrolled into a four-week Uh, meditation program at this studio and that was when my meditation journey began of taking it more seriously but also finally realizing and understanding that there wasn't necessarily a right or wrong way to meditate and that of course it is completely normal that our mind is going to wander and Depending on what form of meditation it is, like, for example, with guided, if your mind guided meditation, what I'm referring to is when people are talking, the meditation facilitator is talking and guiding you through like a visualization, for example, or breathing exercises. So what I had come to realize was that even if my mind was wandering, it would be Returning back to my breath, for example, or returning back to the visualization, if that's what it was, without necessarily um, like judging myself for my mind wandering um, and that like being part of that program that 's what then was helping me realize that I wasn't necessarily doing something wrong, and the more that I did it, the easier. It became to return back to my breath for example this studio occasionally offered sound meditation too so that is where I first discovered it and from the first session mm-hmm. I just fell in love and it was the first time with any type of meditation where I was just so easily able to drop into that deep meditative state. Now, everyone's going to resonate with different types of meditations. Yeah. I'm someone, yeah. I'm someone who's always like been connected to and loves sound and music so for me it was just this instant thing but i feel like when it comes to sound regardless of who you are like sound is universal so and it's it's something that we just all feel like on a vibrational level and not just with me, but with other people that experience it, that come to my sessions or other people that I talk to, like a lot of people do say they are amazed at just how easily they are able to drop in to that deeply relaxed state. So that's how my like introduction to sound had started. Yes. And when this happened, there wasn't actually much sound meditation around. So, this studio that I was going to, they only had sound meditation monthly. And I then went on a bit of a Google search to find other places that I could attend sound healings. Yeah, how and long ago was this? What year are we talking? Um, uh, 27. So it's I not think. really that long ago,
0: right? Things no, changed quickly. It, wasn't.
1: <laughs> it was either 2017 or right at the start of 2018. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't that long ago. Mm. Yeah. And through that um looking for other places to attend, mm-hmm. I randomly came came across a course. Of course, oh, so divine. divine. <laughs> yeah. Um Sorry, I'm probably like... No, continue, continue.
0: I was going to ask you how you came to... Because one of my questions is, where do you go to study music? Like, well, particularly like gongs, you know? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I'll continue then. So it was going. through it was through looking for places for me to attend meditations that I then randomly, but of course it's not random, no, came across a sound healing course, and it yeah. was in Melbourne a few months later. Yeah. So I enrolled without a second thought. So good, it, yeah, it very much was a curiosity thing.
0: And so, did you know it? Yeah. Did you have a musical background? Did you play any instruments or
1: did you just dived in? No, I did not play any instruments. I have always had a connection with music and yeah. through my corporate work, I also have worked in the music industry. So there's, a, there's always been music around in my mm. life, but no, I'm not a musician.
0: I really love that because I think we often... I mean, I know I do stop myself. You're like, I have never played an instrument. So why, you know, can I really enrol in a a course to teach me how to play the gong? And I just love that you didn't even second guess it and went with your heart on that.
1: Yeah, and with with people that I have met in the courses that I've done, it's broad backgrounds. Like there are people with musical backgrounds that fall into this type of work like one Mm. of my teachers she's classically trained uh musician but there are also a lot of people that do not have musical backgrounds and it's the thing with like with sound healing instruments although they are musical instruments when it comes to sound meditation you're not necessarily playing like it's not a performance Mm. so you're not necessarily playing in a in a way that you would play the guitar or the piano, yeah, for example. Yeah.
0: So it's very intuitive. Tell me more about that. How do you play? Mm-hmm. And what instruments do you play? Like the drum, the sound bowls? What do you use?
1: Yep. Yeah. So I use a mixture of instruments, Tibetan singing bowls, which are the, if, people have seen them. They're the ones that are more like the gold brassy coloured ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I use those um, gongs. I absolutely love. So I've got a couple of gongs that I, they are my main instrument that I will play for most of the duration of the sound meditation. And then, yeah, I have, drums as well chimes like other bits and pieces rattles but with those other instruments they're not necessarily something that you'd play for a long time in a session they're Mm -hmm. more things that you'd play in between instruments or for example at the end of a sound meditation you may use a rattle or something of that nature to ground people to bring people back Yes, yeah,
0: there's so much that I want to cover. Um, I would love for you to talk more about the gongs. I know they're your passion, and you've told me they have names and they have different
1: energies. Um, can you
0: tell us more about them?
1: Yes, definitely. So, there's many different gongs out there, and the ones that I have, they're a brand called Pasty, which do. Uh, planetary gongs and what that means is every single planet in our solar system its orbit is a specific frequency and these planetary gongs are attuned to that frequency of that planet now this is wild (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's crazy like it's full like I'm not a scientist, so I can't go into like the yes. details of how they even work that out, yes. but it, it's, it's a thing.
0: It's like, and that's like me when people are like, what's sound healing? And I'm like, well, I've
1: experienced it and it's amazing, but I don't really know what to tell you. Yeah. Well, even me, sometimes I can't even explain things. I'm just yeah. like, you just need to experience it to yeah. really know yeah okay back to the gongs yes (laughs) so with the planetary gongs each one is a certain frequency which is aligned with the orbit of that planet and if you are into astrology and that world it um so you may people may or may not know each planet has certain energies so if you are into astrology you may know like different planets will have more of a feminine or masculine energy it will have an element connected to it like whether it's say water fire air earth it will be connected to a specific star sign and with star signs as you may know there's like there's certain traits that are connected to that planetary body, so when you have a gong that is of that frequency it's it assists with bringing out those energies. so as an example, one of the gongs I have is Neptune, which is the do you have a nickname for it Nephi yeah. no, I just call it <laughs> Neptune. <laughs> but that's, that's the rule of the seas. It's connected to Pisces. It's connected to intuition and your third eye and your crown. And it's a, you know, it's a very like spiritual energies type gong. So that is like what that gong represents. But then that doesn't mean that you can't use that gong for any purpose.
0: Mm-hmm. When
1: you play, it's your intention and how right. you play that's what matters, like what energy comes through. Yes. Um, but when you are like looking at it on the like geeky level they they all of course have certain energies that they represent because of Mm. what planet it is as well
0: do you also have mars is that right
1: i was borrowing a friend's gong last year who was traveling a lot which was mars so i had mars for a lot of last year but mars is back with his dad now
0: and what would be the um energies or i love how you gave us the example of neptune associated with pisces could you expand on mars for us
1: yes so mars is connected to um fire fire energy um love it drive assertiveness mars is also connected to war uh which may sound Don't it. <laughs> which may sound a bit negative but it, yeah. it gives you an idea of the type of, it's like action fiery masculine, masculine yes. energy aries
0: yes. so um what i find incredibly fascinating is that you can like you said, when you use Neptune, you can, it's the intention that you use and how you play it that delivers the experience for the people you're serving. Is that intuitive? Is that learned? Like how do you feel into a room or a group of people and then deliver a ceremony based, like for, for example, I've, I've been in experiences where they've used the drums and I know that the drums really deeply um, allow people to purge and cry and release emotion So how do you feel into that? And then how do you know what to do when it comes to playing?
1: Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's a great question. Um, So it is predominantly intuitive, but I, of course, have learned as well. So I have done a number of courses, but when it comes to what I'm going to play, how I'm going to play it, for how long, that is all intuitive. And it is a little hard to explain because it is more a feeling yes but in the lead up to like if it is well regardless whether it is a small group or whether it is one-on-one in the lead up to hosting something I will start feeling a certain way in the lead up to that meditation Mm, on the day or whatever it may be and it's Yeah, like it's quite hard to explain what it is, but I will just get some like intuitive nudges as to how I need to play, like whether that is a bit more aggressive. And when I say aggressive, more in the sense of like releasing emotions or whether it should be a bit more gentle and soothing. Mm. Now, when I'm doing a ceremony that's, lunar related for example if and lunar a, means the moon for people who are just new to this yes so if it's a new moon ceremony for example the energies of that new moon that would then play into how I play yeah so if it's say, it's if it's a more like subtle gentle new moon mm. then that is how I would play. Mm. Um, so it's it's just a feeling yeah. as to how I'm going to play, yeah and then that's what I will use as I run the session, mm. in saying that there still will be a bit of order as to how you would go about playing the instruments. Mm how i had said right at the start of our conversation when i mentioned rattles and i said oh that's something that you would probably use towards the end to ground people yes so um again with that you wouldn't necessarily if you are playing multiple instruments you wouldn't necessarily end the meditation with the gong you would have something Mm. else right at the end whether that be um, a shaker or a rattle or again a drum or something Mm -hmm. like that to bring the person back yes yeah yeah that makes
0: sense it's like a song right you know when the song's coming to completion because of the way that it's Mm -hmm. written and it starts to yeah that makes sense and with the astrology that we're talking about, um, again, like just to address this for people who maybe are um, this is something brand new to them, when I before I'd kind of come into this world, if you've only ever read the astrology or the horoscopes from the back of a magazine, it can be easy to think that it's complete rubbish because yeah. <laughs> I mean, because you're not just one star sign, you have you know what eight planets or. You know, there's so much to your star chart, and there's, you would know more than me probably, Aiden, but you know, it's thousands and thousands of years of history and wisdom that comes with astrology. And um, so, if this is new to you, I invite you just to have an open mind around it and know that some people really have op- oversimplified the concepts to the point where it kind of does become <laughs> a little bit of rubbish, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah no definitely and the other thing I wanted to do is I guess honor you for I mean you talk about like coming into a ceremony you'll start to get feelings in your body or downloads and um it just goes to show that like you don't just turn up and play the instruments and go home like this really is a lifestyle choice and you really embody this in the way that you um ceremony perhaps yes well yeah I guess rather than me putting words in your mouth, you really embody this. So how do you nurture your lifestyle so that you can really show up for people um, tuned in, tapped in and just very present?
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you for asking that as well, um, because it, it is so much more than that just one or two hour session and how I prepare before, anything that I hold is, it sounds funny, but I have a pre-ceremony ceremony. ceremony. Yeah. And
0: ceremony can be a scary, well, not scary, but yeah, Yeah. people are like, what is a ceremony? So what does the ceremony look like to you? If I was to be a fly on the wall, what do you do?
1: yes exactly Uh, yeah great question because again it might sound like it always needs to look a certain way and it definitely doesn't um so for me it is tuning into myself meditating and even with meditating that could look like me going for a walk out in nature prior to holding a session so it doesn't have to be me sitting in lotus pose surrounded by crystals chanting and all that kind of stuff like it looks very different every time but it could be me journaling it could be me having my own personal cacao ceremony it could be taking a walk out in nature it could be me playing the gong myself like for myself um whatever it looks like that all of that I call ceremony or meditation but I will do something along those lines prior to holding a session and if it is journaling or if it is just me listening to my intuition it's me tuning into you know who who's coming and it I don't have to necessarily know them, it's just tuning into that feeling of how I feel that I need to uh, show up that day. Uh, But with, with the whole embodiment piece, it is like everything that I offer as a service is something that is a part of my life. And that doesn't mean that I'm an absolute expert on everything. Like I geek out on astrology, but I am not an... Expert, like I, there would be a lot of people out there that know way more than me too. But it's things that I have an interest in and I use in my daily life and my daily practices, and that's the services that I offer. So anything that I'm putting out there into the world is something that's part of my life.
0: I I know that we covered this off at the beginning, but I just really wanted to go back and um, reiterate that. I agree, right? Meditation can be really challenging. Guided meditation I find easier because somebody is work. Your mind's job is to think. And guided meditation, somebody is, like, telling you what to think. So you can relax. But my experience is within your ceremonies, like, the thoughts just go away. (laughs) You know, it becomes just feeling into your body. So for anyone who's starting to become curious, um, yeah, it just—it's really easy to do. I agree with mm-hmm. you there. But um, coming back to how you deliver this, um, do you find that people come to you with particular ailments? Like, do you see a trend that people generally maybe really stressed or anxious, or is it something they're just like wanting to do for self-care? Or even do people come to you for sound healing if, if they've got physical ailments? Mm-hmm.
1: The range of people is quite. Uh varied so i like i don't necessarily get one type of person coming but it depends on the type of a session that i'm holding so for example with the ones where it is sound and cacao regardless of whether it is somebody that repeatedly has attended something like that or if it is somebody that is trying it for the first time, it will be someone that at least has some kind of interest in that type of thing. So by default, it will be more someone that it's like a self-care type experience that they are after or that like just... They may be someone that doesn't someone who loves them dragged them along (laughs) because yeah that that too, or it's someone that doesn't necessarily have those practices at home, and they use it more like a a treat. Like, oh, I'm going to go to this ceremony with with a friend, and we're going to take part in this together, and we're going to set our intentions, and yeah. So that with those types of events, it will be more that kind of um clientele yeah with just straight up sound meditation it is completely random there'll be Mm -hmm. people that come that are stressed like they say Mm -hmm. they need to switch off there will be people that come to use it more as a creativity a creativity tool so we haven't mentioned that connecting to your intuition
0: and yeah
1: yeah so yeah when it comes to sound meditation it is very different who may show up and what their reasons are and sometimes people share sometimes people don't um but with with what i want to do more of Mm -hmm. is be able to um offer sound meditation that is more accessible to people that may not have any meditation or self-care practices in their life, just to have that hour to relax and mm-hmm. not have to think about their to-do list or yes. or their day, daily stresses.
0: Mm-hmm. And the people that you do see in your classes, mm-hmm. what have what in their feedback... What has stopped them from booking their class earlier? What are people's biggest fears or hesitations when it comes to booking their first session?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, not everyone will necessarily share. Mm-hmm. Some people are very quiet. They'll, they'll Which attend. Which is perfect. yeah. Like a group session. They'll attend and then at the end they'll say thank you and leave. Other people will give feedback. Um, for the ones that do give feedback, um, what has come up? Quite a lot is people mentioning that they don't know how to meditate. Yeah, which is the exact same thing that I used to think. Yeah. Um, so I actually do mention that a lot of the time at the start of my sessions, just to give people that peace of mind of, hey, there is no right or wrong way to do this. All you need to do is follow the sounds wherever Mm -hmm. they take you that is absolutely Mm -hmm.
0: perfect and i would dare say people in their life have put on earphones and listened to music right so Mm -hmm. it's like you really there's no right or wrong you just exactly
1: yeah just lay down and relax and the sounds like the sounds will bring up memories and Mm -hmm. your mind will wonder that Mm -hmm. is that is what it's supposed to be doing but you get so lost in the sounds that you actually then do end up dropping into that super relaxed state. Yes. And physically that will show up as your body feels heavy. Sometimes you feel you can't move or you might start feeling cold, like your body temperature drops, like it does when you go to get a massage and stuff too. Yes. And that, like they're all signs that you are, you are falling into that like feed to brain state, which is more that, you know, when you, like you're dreaming. Yes. And
0: when your body regenerates. Mm -hmm. Yes. When I had my session with you, or I was in a group session in Maui with you and I, I, Gosh, I just remember it was amazing, but I think I had, like, vibrations in my hand and some people experience, like, they feel like they're drifting up over their body and it's really not scary. It's nothing to be scared of. It's not like you're unconscious at all, but um, it's pretty wild.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's different for, it's going to be different for every person, but it's also going to be different for you every single time as yes. well. Yes. So, like, when I attend a sound meditation sometimes it will be those those sessions where I feel like I'm floating off and I am in that more of that dream state Mm -hmm. where it can be more of that if you want to classify it as fun (laughs) yeah meditation and then other times I could be super frustrated. Yes. And so annoying. You're like, why am I lying here? Why did I come? <laughs> yeah. And it's like it something may pop into my mind that I'm actually a bit annoyed about, but that's exactly what needs to come up that day. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's always going to look different, yeah. but our bodies are so like our bodies and souls are so wise. Whatever mm-hmm. is supposed to happen that day, that is what will be, yeah. And definitely, unless we like attach to the outcome and not have an expectation, not have this expectation, oh, I'm going to levitate or whatever, like just be, yeah, and allow it to flow however it needs to, yeah. So
0: Changing track here rhythm infused, which I actually haven't mentioned yet, which is faux pas on my behalf rhythm infused is the name of your business aiden um, Or entity and one of the other offerings that you have are crystals so I um, I think a lot of people have probably heard of crystals and again growing up. I was like super skeptical How can like a rock do anything? Mm Um, do you mind sharing with us how you like? Have you always been attracted to crystals or when did they really come into your life? And how
1: the hell did they work? <laughs> of course. Um, so, crystals, I started my crystal collection when I was a teenager. And at the time, I didn't necessarily understand too much about them. Like, I would choose them. Just based on what I was drawn to, which that is the perfect way you don't need to overthink uh, what what you get um, although crystals again have certain spiritual properties and can assist with physical and emotional Um, things that may be going on in our life if you are just picking a crystal based on what you are drawn to that's absolutely fine but yeah as a teenager that is how my crystal collection came to be Mm. I would just buy crystals based on what I liked Mm -hmm. and then I moved overseas and I didn't take them all with me so although I had a few when I was living over in the UK I sort of lost um, lost my connection with them in the sense that I wasn't necessarily using them the same way that I did when I was back home and I had all of them here. Mm-hmm. And then over the years, like when I moved back home, just again started incorporating them more and more in my life and that can be what that looks like, can be very simple. If you have a collection of little tumble stones, which are the little ones that could fit in your pocket. Yeah. For me, um, what that would be is every day I would just blindly pick a crystal and I'd be like, okay, this is the crystal, this is the crystal that I need on me today. And I just put it into my pocket or into my bra or into my bag, wherever I was putting it. And it was just, okay, that's the, that's the energy that needs to be with me today. Mm. Um, I use them in meditation. I will use them in crystal grids. Like if I'm creating a crystal grid Um, and yeah, Crystals, how can I explain it to you? Well, safe? can I ask you yeah. when you say use them mm-hmm. in
0: meditation for instance, does that yes. mean holding them? Does that mean um what, what how do you physically use them for somebody who's like what do I do with this thing in front of me?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah, so it can be holding it. So if I'm sitting up mm-hmm. and meditating or if I am journaling, it could be that I'm holding a crystal in in my hand. If I am having a lying down meditation, whether that's listening to music or if I'm attending somebody else's meditation, it could be that I have a few crystals actually Mm -hmm. placed on my body, like whether it be over my stomach or on my heart or on on my forehead or above my head so yes. around around my body yes and also in my space like in certain rooms and crystals there's thousands of crystals yes. and they all have different properties mm. similar to how we were talking about planetary energies mm-hmm. before every single crystal will have a different different properties and different, um, energies that they bring about. Mm -hmm. So you would use different crystals for, uh, for a specific intention. Yes. And the, to get the best out of your crystals, like if they are just in your space, the fact that they are just there, they are. Um, they are working their magic. They're giving
0: the room a little supercharge. Like if you yes. put an indoor plant in your room, it it brings mm-hmm. about grounding, right? So you might start to feel calmer. You might start to sleep better.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I know I
0: did when I put indoor plants in my room. Yeah. Right? Um, so same with crystals.
1: Yeah. So if they're just there, they are going to be working their magic regardless. But if you want to, like, really get the best out of them and start, which might sound a bit weird, but, like, to start forming a connection... I knew <laughs> you were going to say that. Mm-hmm. not this? weird to
0: me, but it is funny,
1: like, yeah. yeah. Then you would set specific intentions for each crystal that you mm-hmm. have. So if you, let's say, for example... Like pyrite, which is mm-hmm. a golden cut. That's a not the best example because it actually <laughs> isn't a crystal, it's a metal. Okay. Okay. Let's say citrine. Okay, citrine yes. is a crystal that can assist with prosperity. Yes. So you could have citrine in your home office or on your desk at work or you know, where you go about your day-to-day business or work activities yes and your intention for that crystal may be something around bringing prosperity yeah makes perfect sense
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and your instagram page which will direct people to um in the show notes and at the end has a wealth of information. I know that you um, hand select your crystals and then educate people around the properties and how they can use them, um, which I think is really nice for people who would like to start incorporating them into their home or just buy one or two. And they really need help in cultivating the right crystals um, based on what they're going through in their lives. Yeah. So, um, you, we haven't talked much about your background, but you were a corporate girl. Do you want to expand on just like your journey from being in corporate, finding sound healing, and then deciding this really is my passion and my heart's purpose, um, and making that jump, building mm-hmm. a business?
1: Yeah. Uh, Yes, so I was in corporate for many years and I always felt that I didn't belong in an office. (laughs) And although I had roles in my life where I really loved who I worked with and there were certain jobs where I really loved, like, the work that I did too, Mm -hmm. there was always still something that this isn't what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah. And as I mentioned earlier on our call, when I enrolled in the sound course, it genuinely was just a curiosity thing. I didn't enrol thinking that I was going to go on this course and change careers. It was just, it was just the nerdy me like, oh, this sounds interesting. Yeah, I want to learn more about what's going on. When I don't think I... that's
0: nerdy. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> What's going on when I, when I attend sound uh-huh. meditations? Okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah, and within, seriously, it was like the first half an hour of being there. I just knew this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yes. Uh, So it was an instant, wow, I have finally, like, found what I'm meant to be doing in life when it comes to career. Mm. And I can't remember exactly how much longer, how, how much... And how much time had passed after I'd done that I think it was maybe about six months later that I decided to leave my office job yeah. Yeah. life full and time. it it was a bit of a jump in mm. the sense that when I did it I didn't I wasn't going to another job mm-hmm. and it was taking that full leap of, I need to do this to be able to concentrate on building my business. And I knew that further along that I would potentially maybe need to get a part-time job or something like that, but I knew that I needed to give myself that space to just build Mm. and also to heal myself. Like just to have that break
0: yeah it's a long time like we go we finish school we go to uni we learn we work full time and it's like it's a lot it's a lot on our nervous systems
1: especially when it's not always in alignment exactly Uh, so that's that's how it happened Mm. and then I just just kept like slowly slowly growing my business like it's been a very organic uh process like i i don't really do advertising or anything like that and everybody's different so again like there's no right or wrong way to go about these things but i've very much just been growing things slowly and organically like Mm -hmm. i love intimate and one-on-one gatherings Mm. so with group uh sessions that I hold I always cut the numbers um and that's that's just my personal thing like I don't necessarily want to hold ceremonies at this moment in time with a hundred people in there so for me it's been a very like word of mouth and people randomly finding me
0: when they're meant to. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I love, I think um, a number of people go through that. They're like, well, I'm not feeling completely fulfilled and aligned. Where do I start to look? And I love that you didn't start that course to change your career. You just followed your heart. And I think that, yeah, if you just follow your heart, follow the pings (laughs) Um, and, you know, even leaving your job, you were like, cool, I'm, I'm taking a blind step here. This is you know, I might need to get a job down the track, but just going with the flow and allowing yourself to trust. Mm -hmm. um, You're a really good example of that for people.
1: Thank you. Yeah, Yeah. I definitely have had uh, people tell me I'm nuts when I've done things like this in the past, but it always works out.
0: Yeah, well, that's really important, I think, is because, and it was one of my questions, one of the intentions for this podcast So the first is to teach people about these, um, the the wisdom so they can try new things. But I also want people to um, hear and understand what risks you took when people were like, you're nuts. What are you doing? And you were like, no, I've got to do it for my own happiness. Like it's on my heart because I think we've all got such unique journeys to take and, and they're not going to make sense, right? Like sometimes you literally only know the next right step, but you've got to take it so that the next step can be revealed. So what were some of like, well, are there examples of big risks that you felt you took when people were maybe not telling you outright, you were crazy, but you knew that people were thinking you were nuts?
1: Uh, Well, I mean, when I did leave my job, I had a mortgage and quite a few of my mates were telling me I was nuts like how can you leave a job without another job when Mm -hmm. you've got a mortgage uh so yeah that is a big crazy risk uh but again like I said it worked out and I'm not I'm not saying this as a as a way of saying that that's what everybody should do everyone's everyone needs to Listen to their own intuition and their gut, and like yes. we all ourselves deep down know what is right for us and yes. when. Um, but what I will say is, um when you like really, really feel into something, you'll know whether it's fear that's stopping you just because you're scared or if something's stopping you because it actually is a really like bad move to take. Yes, it's so true. And I've been on the side of both. I've, I've not listened to my intuition and made bad
0: decisions. And then I've been on the side of like, this is just fear and I've just got to trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, thank you. That was like, I could not have said that better myself. And I just want to, I guess like honor people for their journey because you took the step of leaving your job and you felt that was right for you. And I think that in our society, sometimes there's this narrative of quit your job, follow your heart, travel, do this, whatever. And that's cool if that's your journey. And if that's not your journey, that is absolutely fine. Maybe for you, this is just about like taking up a new course for yourself or Um, following your heart means finding a new hobby or it might be like over the course of 10 years building your business because circumstances are that it's just not right for you to jump so I think that it's really important that people don't compare and make themselves wrong um
1: yeah it's just so individual exactly and that's the thing like people uh i like you said, like there is that thing of quit your job and follow your dreams, like that narrative out there does play a lot and it's it's not about that. It's finding what brings like joy to our day yeah. and it isn't everything doesn't necessarily have to be linked to your job that you do. It could just be including more things in your life that, bring a smile to your face
0: Mm -hmm. it's the small things first yes
1: you and I've both
0: been on a healing journey and it didn't start with making our passions our careers it started with how can I take myself on my own healing journey and find what lights me up again
1: yeah and that could just be certain sports or activities or hobbies that you including your life that have always been at the back of your mind of that would be fun to do someday, one day, one day, actually taking a leap towards something like that.
0: Mm -hmm. Like our friend Janessa, she um, is a good example of this. She played, I think it was hockey um, as a teenager and in college. And recently she started again and she was so nervous because she's had three kids and she's like, I don't know how old these people are going to be, but like she went back and she's had fun and it's just, yeah, going back to those things which, you know, light you up and it can be really scary and daunting and it can be easier not to do them, but it just brings you so much joy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I'd love to know what modalities and healing practices you love the most for your own self-care and continuous healing journey, Aiden.
1: Well, as I alluded to earlier, everything I offer is what I use in my life, mm. so it would be cacao, which sound. I'm going to have an episode on that because I think yeah. some people are like, "What's this whole cacao?" What's drink? cacao? <laughs> What's cacao? Uh, yeah, yes. it's cacao. It's sound, and it's it's my little mini rituals and practices, my mm. little journaling sessions, and. Yeah. Tell me about
0: journaling. That's something that I think, like, when I say it, some people are like, whoa, you journal? Like, were you always a writer? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God, my sister unlocked my journal and she read my deepest. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but because, like, I know for me as a kid, I was like, this is dumb. I'm not having a journal. But for me, it's so therapeutic now. (laughs) What's your journal been like? I'm sorry. What's what's in your journal? No. (laughs) What's your journey been like with writing? As a form of healing yeah. and stress relief.
1: Well, as a kid, I was that Dear Diary kid. <laughs> <You're> so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and in my teens, in my early teens, I still was a Dear Diary kid. Yeah. And then I can't remember what age it was exactly. It was, I, it was once I sort of had gotten to my late later teens that I then felt like, oh, this is dumb to do now, and I stopped. It's
0: interesting. I wonder where you picked up that belief, like if somebody told you it was dumb and you took that on. But anyway.
1: Exactly, and it's it probably is that because when you're a kid, it is more of that dear diary thing. Mm -hmm. As you get a bit older, you're probably like, why am I writing in my diary? Like I have a crush on (laughs) so-and-so. I think as a kid, I think for me what it was was I was like, I don't really have anything to say to you. Like, I'm just going to go play. anyway. <laughs> so and I stopped and I did not journal for years, like throughout all of my 20s, mm-hmm. did not touch a journal. Mm-hmm. And then it was, I think it was about 2014, 2015, around then, how it started again, it didn't start as journaling, it's well, kind of all falls into the same family. But how it started again was me just writing daily gratitudes.
0: Oh, beautiful.
1: And then from that, it then turned into more journaling again. And again, with journaling, it doesn't need to look a specific way, mm-hmm. um, something like writing gratitudes could be what your journaling practice is. Yes, um, for me, sometimes it is more of an automatic writing. Mm-hmm. So whether I will sit down and have my cacao or if I sit down and listen to some a guided meditation or play my instruments for a while, whatever it may be some form of meditation and then it may just be sitting down and automatic writing whatever comes through the pen without thinking about it um or it could be that there's something going on where I want some clarity around it yeah and then it'll be asking questions and it's it's the aim pretty much is to get out of your head. Yeah. And allow like allow your heart to guide what's mm. coming through without overthinking it.
0: Yeah, beautiful. And I um personally, like I've had experience where I'm like, whoa, all that was in my head, or all that was in my body, and I didn't know, I hadn't expressed it. So it can be really therapeutic.
1: Definitely
0: again, don't judge yourself. Don't no perfectionism, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen and just allow your thoughts to go down on paper. If you're really worried, someone's going to find it, burn it afterwards, you know, chuck it in the bin. It's just for you. You don't have to go back and read it. Um, it's just like talk therapy really, but in private.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and finally I would love, I mean, I think that people who are in Melbourne and surrounds are going to be pretty excited about the opportunity to connect with you and you do online now. So people anywhere, actually, where can we find you? How can we work with you? Um, Maybe we'll not stick to dates. Maybe we'll just talk about your website and where they can find your upcoming
1: classes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So rhythm, rhythm infused on Facebook and Instagram and website is rhythminfused.com. Uh, those three ways is the easiest way to find me Mm -hmm. and yeah I'm sure we'll have it in the notes so yes of course just link to it but yeah message message email call via Mm -hmm. any of those platforms
0: and you just have like on a rolling month to month basis um different offerings so there'll be some online there'll be more coming up in person some will be really small groups people can book private healing ceremonies where do they come to you or you go to them
1: well they were um, at a venue that unfortunately now isn't reopening because of COVID. Yeah. So I am actually currently in the process of finding a new space.
0: So anyone would listening I... who's got a beautiful space in what area? What area of
1: Melbourne? Well, I'm open. Let's yeah. see what
0: comes through. <laughs> anyone's got a space they would like Aiden to come and play her sound healing in, please send her a
1: DM. or a private
0: message on facebook
1: yeah um but yeah i do do private gatherings at people's homes as well but with that i it there needs to be certain things like i need to know that the person actually does have enough space to be able to do that so i do prefer to do it in venues that i Mm, find that i know are the right yes right vibe yeah but yeah, yeah, I do do private
0: yeah for sure. Too. So you can jump on her website to find the dates for upcoming um, opportunities. I would love to collab with you when I come home in the next month, Aiden, and offer yes. something together. That and then crystals as well. So they're all available on your website. Um, and you actually moonbathe them and set them with intention before you post them out. Is that correct?
1: Yes, they get a sound a sound charge with my instruments and also get cleansed with the moon too so they're all super charged and ready yeah to
0: go. that's so special And not going to a crystal shop in the future i'll be getting mine off of you Aww, attention thank is everything you. yeah so well wow. Thank you for sharing your wisdom on sound, on crystals, on your own healing journey, on your own journey of finding purpose and career. Um, I've learned a lot and I just know that um, a lot of people, I think, will feel the barrier has been dropped a little bit for them to go and try sound healing for the first time. So I'm really grateful. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Jess, and I can't wait to hear your other episodes as well. Your oh, other you, guests.
0: You're beautiful thank you. See ya. Thanks for being with me today, guys. I'm so grateful and I hope that you learned something new. Please feel free to pass the episode on to family, friends, colleagues, anyone you think that would really enjoy and benefit from the information. And if you so feel called, I would love for you to subscribe and leave an honest and heartfelt review. As I've learned, it helps me reach more people and I'm really just all about reaching the right people. So have a wonderful day and can't wait to see you next time.